Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me discord. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ain't Slayed Nobody proudly presents Lamp Posts in Bloom. The scenario was written by Scott Dorward for Unknown Armies, but it's easy enough to follow along if you don't know that game. This two-part series presents our actual play with dialogue editing, but it is not fully produced with extensive music and sound effects. See the episode notes for content warnings. This is a nasty little scenario with children in peril. Enjoy. I've been away for a while. Did you miss me? I see the hint of a smile. It is August in an unnamed suburb of Toronto. 
two families are getting together for a summer cookout. These are the Ockleys and the Rolls. Richard Ockley is a journalist who's really into his job. Even when he's not working, he's working. He's the kind of guy that always has messy hair, cleans up well, but generally he's, he's more focused on finding that story. And he is married to Evelyn. Uh, yeah, so Evelyn Ockley, probably Evie to her friends, I'm imagining. She is a nurse, specifically a psychiatric nurse. And she's the kind of gal who, like, when your nose starts running, she's always got the Kleenex for you. If you scrape up your knee, adult or child, it doesn't matter. She's got the Band-Aid ready to go, probably that Neosporin spray as well. She's just like the mother lead type. And her sister is Natasha. Natasha is a horror writer. She's 38 years old, married to Jeremy Roll, and is very close with her sister, admires her greatly. Although Natasha has a sort of professional distance from everyone in her life because she's always sizing them up as a potential character in one of her novels. As of late, she hasn't been able to write because things have been, we'll just say, strained between Natasha and Jeremy. And Jeremy, of course, is Natasha's husband. Yeah, so Jeremy is 40. He's a Occupation is police officer. Can I say that he's a Canadian RCMP, the Mounties? Yeah, I think that's fair. He's, to some extent, the strong, silent type. He's calm in a crisis, but he does like to maintain control of the situation. So he's always been a little bit um, softer spoken. But right now there's a little bit of an underlying tension that is probably almost palpable. And then finally, we have the wild card, a friend of the family, Lenny Trevelyan. Thank you for saying my last name so I didn't have to. Uh, yes, <laughs> Lenny is from an unnamed suburb of New York, and he's moved to Canada. He's a librarian. He's kind of a, a shady character. He's got slicked back black hair. He wears like a brown corduroy suit and he's reserved, but he also likes to be part of the crowd. So he wants to be in the group, but be like, the wild card, right? The person who stands out in that crowd. And he kind of uses witchcraft like party tricks, which a lot of the other members of the Wiccan community do not like. <laughs> Are you bringing White Claw to the party again? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> hey, I haven't even done my accent yet, Scott. I'm okay. saving it for you. Well, as I said... The Ockleys and the Rolls have gathered together at the Ockley residence for this cookout on a late August afternoon. Let's say it's a Sunday. We'll bring Len in in a moment, if that's all right. Let's just start off with the two couples. Ease the audience into it. <laughs> yes. So you're sitting there in the backyard, sitting around on a, a lawn table that's been set up, Richard's got the grill going and has been cooking the steaks. Evelyn's been sitting at the table chatting with the others, though she hasn't touched the wine that you brought. And there is black smoke coming from the grill. Richard's burnt the steaks. 
Jeremy, do you want to help him out over there? Now, Richard, I I did ask if you needed a little help. Yeah, I, I got, I'm, yeah, come on over. I mean. Just let me, do we have anything else? Do we have any, um, do you have any burgers in the fridge? I could whip up some of the famous Ockley macaroni salad. That'd be fine. That's fine. I love that macaroni salad. Thanks, Natasha. How about I go do that? Evie, the backyard looks great. I love the flowers you planted there. Yeah, you know, it's been um, really nice to be able to just spend time out here and kind of uh, get things straightened up and uh, bring some color into the backyard. You didn't used to garden like this. Is, Is that a new thing? I mean, what started that? Gosh, things have just been kind of more hectic than usual at work. Um, and I was just looking for for a way to, I don't know, to get out of my own head about stuff. So this seemed like a, a decent way to do it because it was a mess back here. You remember? <laughs> There's just like a huge tangle of brambles and things over there. So, Yeah, I mean, I remember when I... Um, I caught my pant leg on a uh, cut pretty deep. Uh, that was, never mind. Jeremy is over at the grill. He's pulled the steaks off onto a plate and he's trying to cut away all the charred bits and salvage whatever's there. He's, so he's working at it with like a butcher's knife that he found. You can cut the worst of it away, but these are closer now to being hockey pucks and steaks. Natasha eyes Jeremy with that giant knife and is very nervous about it. (laughs) Just be careful with that thing, sweetie. Honey, I've got it. It's fine. We'll have something to eat, you know. Richard's trying his best. Richard's ran into the house and he's really trying to whip this up. Before you get a chance even to get to the kitchen... Going in through the sliding doors into the living room to pass through to the kitchen, there's one wall of the living room. The living room is fairly sparsely decorated anyway, not quite minimalist, but it's, it's not exactly overdone. But there's one wall of the the living room painted white, which you've always had filled with family photographs. And just as you're passing by heading to the kitchen... One of them does catch your eye for a moment, and there just seems to be something a bit wrong. Which one? It's that large one in the centre, where, yeah, it's from last year or the year before. No, two years ago, that's right. When you and Evelyn went to Disney World. And it's one of those classic tourist shots of you in front of Cinderella's castle. And you remember getting one of the security guards there to take your picture on your phone. The two of you standing there with the cast in the background. And it's always been a bit of a weird photograph because the two of you are smiling and happy, but you're not holding hands or anything. You're just standing there a bit apart from each other. And now that you're looking at the photograph, there's maybe some damp or something. There's a bit of a discoloration in the photograph and there's... This dark patch in between the two of you. I'm going to take it off the wall and just bring it closer, maybe into the light. Yeah, there's definitely just a discoloration on the photograph. 
and as you're looking at it, the doorbell rings. Mm. I'll put it back on the wall. Who could that be? Oh, God. <laughs> I'll answer the door. <laughs> and yes, inevitably, it's Len. Hey, Len. Oh, uh, hey, uh, hey, Richard. Looks like you uh, heard about the cookout. <laughs> well, yeah, Natasha told me. Well, did you bring anything? Heinz 57. Yeah, right here. <laughs> Great. Yep, it's like a huge tub of ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> you know your way to the patio. Yeah, we just need a big spoon, and I think we're ready to rock and roll. Go on out to the patio. I'll, I'll bring a spoon. Lenny's going to head to the backyard then, try to kind of scramble away from Richard. Oh, God. <laughs> that fucking guy. So meanwhile, the rest of you outside have obviously heard the doorbell go, and there is the form of Len coming out through the sliding doors onto the patio. <gasps> Lenny, finally. Natasha rushes over and gives him a big hug. Yeah, he, uh, he'll return the hug and say, oh, it's good to see you. Do you, do you know Richard's answering the door? It is his house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it's good to see you anyway. Uh... <laughs> I understand. I'll try and answer the door next time. I know that can be upsetting for you. <laughs> I know he's so friendly and welcoming. It's very off-putting. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Uh, do you think maybe we could talk in private sometime? When he hears that, you hear the butcher knife sort of suddenly clatter on the plate. <laughs> I told you to be careful. It's fine, Nat. Leonard, good to see you. Uh, Lenny, come on. Uh, come on, Jeremy. Uh, uh, it smells good. It smells great out here. Oh my god. Those are beautiful steaks. And he kind of like slams the tub of ketchup down on the picnic table or whatever they have next to the, the barbecue there. We might have five steaks just for you, Lenny. I know how, I know how you like them well done with ketchup. Yeah, do you mind if I just kind of dip it in the ketchup? He's going to like unscrew the top to the barrel of ketchup that he brought. <laughs> I think with a mouthful of very chewy steak, he's going to look over to Evelyn and say, Hey, Evie, uh, nice to see you. Hey, Lenny, it's good to see you too. Beautiful garden of those daffodils. Uh, yeah, they are. Oh, I was just guessing. That's great. <laughs> well, I guess that... Time in the restricted section of the library has really uh, increased your botanical knowledge. Yeah, I'm uh, flattered that you remember I work in the restricted section, Evie. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to go check on Richard. <laughs> and she goes inside. Does everybody hate me on their character sheet? I just need to know right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan. Isn't it weird that that's what we all just made that as a character choice independently? You were cast appropriately. Every game I play, how does that happen? Uh, <laughs> oh no. Jeremy, do you want to check on Richard too? Maybe see if there's other steaks in the freezer they forgot? Jeremy says, uh, turns and says, uh, absolutely, Evie. I'll go take a look at him. My name is Nat. I'm your wife. Sure thing, honey, you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grab me a hamburger bun so I can make a little steak sandwich. Thank you. He's already in the house before <laughs> you even finish that sentence. Then he's not right. He's not right. Do you have another ritual? Len, uh, I'm talking to myself, Lenny. Uh, Nat, Nat, listen, listen. Ever since the ritual, no one can remember my name. <laughs> I just keep saying other people in the room. 
No, keep it down, Nat. Keep it down. Lenny's going to try to pull Nat to the side of the garden out of earshot of everybody, but they can all see me doing this awkwardly. I almost told Evie about when Simon ran in those brambles and he cut his legs up. No, 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 no. Nat, Nat, uh, look, this is all a little, a little weird and confusing for me, but uh, I, I knew you would want to know this right away. I, I drove by the lamppost today. The fucking flowers are gone. I have to go. Natasha grabs a handful of daffodils and is heading towards the door. Oh, wait, 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 I'll go with you. So it sounds like everyone else had gone to the kitchen. Let's just catch up with the three of you there before we reintroduce the characters. So what's actually happening in the kitchen? When you walk in, Richard's like already got macaroni noodles boiling. He's got the ingredients out. He's chopping pickles and he's got some onions and, and just all sorts of maybe some other questionable ingredients. Uh, Miracle Whip. Uh, yeah, how about some Miracle Whip? You know, it's a family <laughs> recipe. There's something weird. Uh, that sounds like a rank to unnatural check to me. <laughs> I would eat this. I mean, this sounds like some extra macaroni. <laughs> I think Evie walks up to Richard and kind of um, like puts a hand on his back and, you know, kind of gives him a little rub. Hey, honey, is, is everything okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's coming along fine. Has Jeremy walked in yet, or is it just me and Evie? Jeremy's rifling through your freezer, and he's saying, "Now, Richard, you have to have some sort of some sort of protein here. Are I mean, we're not just going to eat macaroni salad. Probably got some dogs in there, or uh, I, don't, I don't know. Just dig dig toward the back. Sure, sure. He'll whisper to Evelyn to Evie. Hey, did you spill anything in the in the hallway earlier? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I just saw some, like, something. You need me to clean something up, or? No, 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 it's all good. Um, he grabs the Miracle Whip. Oh, shoot, we're running low. Do, do we got any more Miracle Whip in the fridge? Can take a look? Can I roll for Miracle Whip, please? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually going to be a mythos roll. <laughs> I feel like it should be a failed luck roll if this was Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, as Evie heads over towards the fridge, she can see out the kitchen door that Natasha's run in from outside and she seems to be heading towards the front door with a handful of daffodils. Sorry, literary emergency. Nat! Come on, Lenny. Nat, where are you going? I'll tell you later. Nat, wait, wait. And Jeremy's going to run like he's going to stop her from heading out the door. I am naturally wiry and very slight, so I think you could stop me. I'm just trailing behind with my ketchup, and I'm going to kind of throw that over to Richard and say, hey, get some ketchup in that macaroni salad. Uh, we'll be back in maybe like 20 minutes. Things are getting a little too chaotic for Jeremy. He's trying to get everybody like a sheepdog. He's trying to keep everybody in one place, and let's all just calm down. We're going to have a nice barbecue, and everything's going to be fine. As you reach out, Natasha grabs Jeremy's hands and then immediately pulls away after feeling their cold clamminess. We just are going to run to the store and grab more steaks. Yeah. And the library, there's a book that just came in that Nat's been waiting for. Uh, it could go any minute. We got to get it right now. Two birds, one stone. You and Lenny. Yeah, Lenny's going to drive. I'm a good driver. I got 15%. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I don't trust his 15% driving, but... <laughs> It'll be fine. Hey, we'll grab some more Miracle Whip while you're out. I will not be doing that, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Do they sell it in Canada? The Ockley family recipe <laughs> needs Miracle Whip. It is an essential ingredient. And you see that there's already three jars of Miracle Whip that are empty <laughs> on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> the bin outside's overflowing with <laughs> empty jars. <laughs> <laughs> they had like a, one of those six-pack rings around them. <laughs> we'll get another six-pack of Miracle Whip. Five steaks. And make sure it's not Cool Whip. I'm not cool with Cool Whip. I thought we were talking about Cool Whip, and that's why I was offended. Of course, you know I'm down for Miracle Whip. <laughs> Thank you, Natasha. Yeah, it's fine, Jeremy. Uh, it won't take long. It's just an errand. You know what? Fine. It's fine. Yeah. It'll be okay, sweetie. And she kisses him on the cheek, even though she kind of internally cringes to do so. As again, her lips feel this cold clamminess on his skin. Lenny visibly shudders at that. <sighs> you ever play where one of those games where you feel like every like you're the werewolf and you don't know it? <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Natasha and Lenny head off. So you're driving straight off to the lamppost, are you? Okay, so sometimes I, I take them down for a few seconds before I put up the new ones, so... You know, it, I, it was three days ago that I changed out the flowers, so I think that yeah. if we get there soon, maybe nothing will happen. Did you forget? Did you take them out and then forget to put flowers back no, in? No, no, no. <sighs> I, I, I did a big bunch of red roses. Okay, well, well daffodils will be fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, ye yellow was Simon's favorite color, so these are even better. Right. And I think, Scott, is it accurate that Lenny's kind of confused by the whole thing still? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you say so, Nat. Uh, I think, yeah, daffodils, uh, Simon, right. Yeah, well, I'll help you out. You loved Simon. He loved you. Who would play together? Who's the only one who would laugh at your stupid jokes? Everybody else just kind of turned the other way and pretend they didn't hear when you said anything. But not Simon. Yeah, Nat. Uh, yeah, sure we did. Uh, Lenny, come on, why don't you remember any of this? I don't know, it's all fucked, you know that. Uh, look, I'm doing my best to help you here. Uh, You're right, thank you. Whatever you do, just write it all down. I think this novel's gonna be amazing. I'm not writing anymore, Lenny. I can't. It's... Yeah. It's, it's too much. That's okay. Well, you know I'm here. What else have you been up to? I'm sorry, I, I just talk about my stuff all the time. How's the library? It's good, it's good. We, uh, we've we been getting some of the returned books back on the shelves. You know how I had that kind of overflowing bin I was dealing with? It's, uh, you know, it's not as heavy as what you're dealing with. So, so maybe we keep the focus on you. And making other friends, you know, like maybe get a date. I was telling you about those apps. You know, my accent, uh, I thought it would be a magnet here in Canada, but it really hasn't been attractive to the to the women for some reason. I think that's your hang-up, not theirs. You got the thighs for it too, Lenny. Got great thighs. Oh, thank, thanks, Nat. 
It's right up here. Take a right. It's this signpost. He almost crashes the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll pull up and kind of come to a screeching halt, almost passing it. No, please. Oh, God. Can you please not take that turn so fast? This is exactly where the accident happened. It's a lamppost. They all look the same, so sometimes I forget. And so this is a lamppost just by the side of a main road. You can find somewhere to park not too far away from it. And as you get there, I mean, sure enough, as Lenny said, there aren't any flowers on the lamppost. What you can see instead is that there's the twine that you use to tie the flowers to the lamppost is there on the ground just beside the lamppost. That jumps out of the car full speed, runs, grabs the twine, and starts putting these daffodils around the post as fast as she can. Looking at the twine as you're doing this, that hasn't snapped or anything. That's a nice neat cut there. Who would have done this? She goes back into the car and in her um, big carpet bag that she always wears as a purse, I imagine she always keeps twine because she knows if the flowers come down, she's got to put them back up. Yeah, yeah. Everything okay, Nat? You think think it's all good? It's not okay. Someone has deliberately cut the twine, Lenny. Well, you said they were roses, right? Maybe somebody just thought they looked beautiful and wanted wanted to take them home. Good thing these daffodils are kind of ugly. They're so bad. What's Evie doing? I mean, I thought she knew how to garden. It's... Anyway, whatever. It's your sister. I'm sorry. I feel like when they sell them at the grocery store, they use all kinds of fertilizer and stuff. She's just trying to do it. It's like an athlete with no steroids, you know? I'm assuming you're having this conversation while you're tying the the daffodils to the lamppost. Yes, there is urgency. You tie them in place and get the knot there and be held back where the previous flowers were. And she sort of hugs the lamppost and puts her forehead against it after it's done and just whispers, I'm so sorry, Simon. You look and the daffodils have drooped visibly. They seem to be browning and the edges of them are looking desiccated. Oh, no, 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 no. Lenny? Do I see the same thing? Yeah, you can see them just wilting My and God. almost rotting away in real time. Is it safe to assume that the roses did not do this three days ago? And they did not. Maybe it has to be roses. Uh, well, Evie has a brown thumb. Maybe they just didn't have the, the right fertilizer and they could. I don't know. The ritual just said flowers. A uh, Quick, quick, find anything. And, and she goes along the side of the road, just looking for any weed that is flowering and, and grabs them all up and, and tries to tie them with twine again. Yeah, and, and as you're tying them, almost immediately you can see that they're wilting and desiccating and bits of them are falling off. I think I'd like a rank two unnatural check off each of you for seeing this, because this is not natural. So that means you're rolling against your mind. And as long as you don't have two hard notches and unnatural, you have to roll. Okay. 
I've got one, but not two. Okay, against my mind. I failed by nine. 79. Oof, I failed (laughs) by 19. Perhaps appropriately, given the circumstances, this is not sitting well with you. You are not holding it together. You each get a failed notch in Unnatural, and this means that it's instilling... Well, if this were a stress situation, if you were, say, under attack, it would instill some kind of fight-or-flight response or freeze. But I'll leave it up to you as to how you are not coping with this. Yeah, Lenny's going to accuse Nat of, like, messing up. Because he doesn't. he's not that clear on the ritual itself that... Nat, you're not yourself. Uh, what did you do? This this isn't right. You you messed up the ritual. I don't I don't know, but the flowers shouldn't be dying like this. I've I didn't mess it up, Linny. Someone is sabotaging me. Someone is trying to keep Jeremy dead. Why would they do this? I I can't. It's who? Nobody knows. Nobody knows what's. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. Look, you're the only one who knows. Someone knows, Linny. Someone knows. Someone's watching me. You've been sleepwalking? I don't know. It's We, we got to find a way to undo it or redo it. Uh, I, I don't know. Do you remember the steps? That's a great idea. Do I still have the slip of paper with the ritual on it? Yeah. Of course, I, 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 I read it and reread it every day. It's, it's in my carpet bag. I forget how it goes, but maybe we got... I don't know, Nat. You said you got to pick a person. Maybe, maybe you got to pick another person. Uh... I can't do the ritual again, though. I have to put paint from this lamppost in in Simon's bed. And there is no Simon. There is no Simon's bed. <sighs> Shit, I don't know. I don't even... I don't even fucking know who Simon is. Nat. Simon is Richard and Evelyn Ockley's son. <sighs> Look, I believe that you believe that, but they don't have a son, Nat. They have, they had, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but this is not a good sign. And I think that's probably a good point at which to cut back to the Ockley residence. Making macaroni salad. After a reveal like that. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy has gotten out like several packs of hot dogs and he's actually mushed the hot dogs up and he's forming it all into the shape of steaks. He's like, still like ice crystals on it? <laughs> yes. And he's like even trying to put the marbling in and everything. He's in there with like a fork, like trying to make it look perfect. And he said, we said, we're going to have steaks. We're still going to have steaks. It's all fine. It's fine, Richard. I got it. We're going to do steaks. Jeremy, they're going to get steaks. No, you know what? They don't need to get steaks. We already have steaks. <laughs> Jeremy, are, are you doing okay? Evie, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Look at these steaks. Why don't you just take that apart and throw that in with the macaroni salad? Ooh. <laughs> We're going to have steaks, Richard, and I'm taking the plate like I'm going back out to the grill. <laughs> and you know what? I'll I'll go ahead and grill them this time, Richard. Yeah, you... I'll stick with the the salad here. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. I'll be out there in a sec to check on you. All right. Sure thing. And I'm heading out the door with my steaks, with my hot dog steaks. (laughs) 
I'm just imagining how well those are going to hold together as you put them on the grill. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You know what? It'll all just work out fine. They're already like sort of like splitting and it's it's a whole gross mess. As Jeremy heads out into the backyard and puts the plate down ready to transfer the frankensteaks onto the grill, <laughs> you look up and there over by the the flowers that Evie had planted, there's a small soccer ball just sitting there on the ground next to the flowers. I'm going to go over and pick up that soccer ball. It's not a full-size one. It looks like it's a child's soccer ball. And as you pick it up, one of the white squares on it, you can see, has got a smear of blood on it. Oh, really? I'm just going to real casually say, Hey, Richard, Evie, are there any kids uh, in the next-door neighbor's yard might have kicked a ball over the fence? I mean, the Andersons have a young one, but um, I don't... I don't know that he's old enough to be playing soccer. Okay. Well, it's probably theirs. It's not ours. We don't play soccer. We're Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> We're a curling family. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy is going to take like a, a paper towel or a napkin or something and wipe just a little bit of that blood, and he's going to stick it in his pocket like he's taking samples to, I don't know, take to the lab later. <laughs> yeah, it's really easy to wipe off. It looks quite fresh. Oh, fresh, fresh. Mm. Okay. I am going to touch it to see if it's still warm. No. Okay. And I'm going to hide that soccer ball back behind that bush so that maybe they don't see it when they come out. Sure, that's easily enough done. Yeah, yeah, drop it back there. All right. And then it's back to the hot dog steaks. So let's go back to Evelyn and Richard. The two of you were in the kitchen. There was a little shout from Jeremy from the garden about a soccer ball, but or at least about whether the kids in the area played soccer. Nice to finally have a sec to ourselves today, huh? Yeah. Honey, is it just me or... Nat ran out of here w uh -huh. with flowers, and they're going to go to the library. Jeremy's acting weird about the stakes. Am, am, I, am I imagining things? Is this... I don't know. It's been a weird day. Lots of weird things happening since, since this morning, even, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're doing okay? You're usually not so distracted at the grill. No, I've just been um, thinking about stuff. Say, uh, speaking of stuff, hear anything interesting lately? Um, be a little more specific, bud. Uh, learn anything new about us, yourself, maybe? Oh, um. Something that... Might have gone in the trash can this morning. Right. Uh, yeah, so, um, like, it's still pretty early, and, you know, sometimes those things can be inaccurate, and so I don't, I don't want to uh, get my hopes up. Um, but it was a yes? I read that right? Uh, yeah, uh, 
you know, I would have I would have told you, but um, I we have friends coming over. I get it, you know. But but hey, um, he turns and like gives you a big hug, just kind of holds you tight. The hug is a little uh, stiffer than normal at first, and then she kind of um, you know embraces you as you might expect, <laughs> with all the warmth of a wife. Finally. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 really exciting. Um, <laughs> uh, I I kind of can't believe it after uh, so long. Feels like yeah. you've been trying forever. For, ever, honey. Yeah. I just, I think he's kind of tearing up a little bit and tries to fight it off. Honey. You just you know how uh. You know how. Much I've wanted this. I'm. I'm just. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's. It's. Uh. It's. It's so great. Um. We're gonna be parents. Maybe. Hopefully. Yes. I mean, your sister's here. Should we tell? Should we tell them? Um. You know, I uh, maybe we should just wait until, you know, I can I can take another test or I can go see the doctor just to make sure that it's um it's one hundred percent sure, you know, um, because you know I don't want them to to worry or to to get upset if um if things don't work out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I gotcha. <sighs> well. I think the salad's just about done. Yeah, and I should uh I should go check on Jeremy. I he's probably gonna need some help keeping those uh weird hot dog steaks together, so <laughs> I don't think they're I don't think that's gonna work. I don't think so either. It's gonna if fall I'm apart on the grill. Yeah. We're gonna have to clean out the coals. It's gonna be a we should probably stop him, actually. You know what? That's probably the best, yeah. Steaks are looking good over here. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, that's great. Um yeah, okay. If you're heading back to join Jeremy, as, uh, as the two of you are heading through the living room out towards the sliding doors again. Richard will take another glance at that photo. That discoloration you saw earlier is much more pronounced now. What? Hey, you go on. You go on. I'll, I'll just be a sec, uh, Ev. And do I see this if I see what he's looking at? Yeah, it is that photograph of the two of you at Disney World. And there is something, some dark mark or shape in between the two of you there. Well, you see this too? Yeah, is this what you were asking about with the spill? Yeah, there's just a little smudge here earlier, but now it's now it's huge. Hold on, I'm going to, he's going to take it off the wall. It's still the same size, it's just more distinct now. Is becoming steadily more opaque. As Rich is taking that off the wall, Evie notices there's a couple of the other pictures on the wall that seem to have discolorations on them now. There's that photograph that you took on a family holiday to Niagara Falls and who well back. Well, not proper holiday, you just drove down there. But there's one of you standing by the guardrail looking out at the falls, and there's a a small discoloration just by your side. You're looking down at it. And there's another one from, oh gosh, six or seven years ago when the two of you went off and visited Rich's parents. 
And again, it's another weird photograph. As Evie's standing there with her, her arms cradled, and Richard's mother looking on and laughing. And you can see that there's a discoloration in your arms in the place where they're cradled. I think there's something in like the animal part of Evie's brain that just starts like alarm belling. She grabs the picture um, with the mother and just starts like like trying to rub off the um, at that spot. Mm. Fucking hell. What is this? I don't know. This he's just gonna like just rip apart this picture, uh the, the backing of this picture. Yeah. Uh probably the cardboard back. Just pull it off and pull this picture out. This doesn't make any sense. Does it look like anything I can make sense of, like any sort of shape, or is it just a blob? It is becoming more distinct in the outline I mean it's small. It's smaller than either of you, but it does look maybe like the silhouette of a person. And is the shape in the arms of the picture that I'm looking at, the shape of um, whatever it is, is that also kind of <laughs> resolving into something humanoid? Yeah. With that little prompt looking at it, yeah. There is something very human looking about that. I think Evie's just like, as that becomes clear, she just keeps like she's rubbing harder. It's not doing anything, obviously, but it's almost kind of a, like a compulsive behavior mm. that she's just kind of trying to like scrape off something from this glass that isn't even there. Mm. The fuck is this? Like you ever see those those shows on on uh, on uh, on Discovery Channel where they're like ghost hunters and stuff, and they'll take pictures, and there's just these images like floating orbs and stuff. Richard, what are you? What are you talking about? It's like there's there's like a like a being in this picture, but like a, like a ghost or something. It's in all of them. This doesn't make any fucking sense. And I think Jeremy can hear the raised voices from outside. You can certainly hear Richard saying this doesn't make any fucking sense quite loudly. Everything all right in there? We're almost got. We're almost ready for steaks. You never leave the grill. That's no, no. That's the number one rule, <laughs> grill man. Yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, we'll be right out. Evie, what's going on? I don't know. I don't. I don't. It's not ghosts. It's just some. It's like it's a stain or something. I don't know. It's it's fine. Um, she's gonna like, like smack the picture back up, straighten it in kind of like a rough way, and then like not even looking at at Richard, just kind of like walk out into the backyard again. It's fine. I'm sure it's just it's fine. And as you walk out, you can see Jeremy over by the grill doing something with what's left of these steaks. And over by the daffodils he planted earlier, some of which were ripped up by your sister, you can see a small soccer ball sitting by them. I think I'll go over and, and pick it up um, and... Jeremy can see Evie go over and pick it up. Is it the same one? It looks like the same one, but it's not where you left it. As Evie picks up the soccer ball, you can see that blood smear on one of the white panels. Hey, I was um, uh, meaning to... Uh, I was going to ask you about that. You had any um, family over with some kids lately, maybe? No, it's probably just one of the uh, one of the neighbors. And then, like, whichever fence is the corresponding one to the Anderson's house, she's just going to fucking yeet that thing over the... <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I think in the house, Richard has gone to his computer and he's Googling, like, ghosts in photos and stuff, you know, trying to 
to figure out, okay, what can this mean? What's the connection to the to the rest of the world? And yeah, I think you're going down quite the Wikipedia rabbit hole there as spirit photography and the like. Absolutely. And with that, let's cut back to Natasha and Lenny. I think we're at the grocery store now. <laughs> we're at Loblaws. Uh, yeah. Well, we got to get some steaks. Uh, why don't you buy some flowers? Buy all the flowers and then we'll, we'll drop them off and maybe some of them will live. More flowers. The more the better. Yeah, yeah. She's got arms full. Lilies, daffodils, roses, everything. Yeah, you can buy the place out. I think Lenny's going to try to pay. He feels bad about how everything's going. Uh, yeah, I, I got this, Nat. Uh, don't, don't worry. Are you sure that's Marvel Cup beef? That's... Oh, shit. I thought it was manager special. Do you mind just running <laughs> back and getting the uh, the discount cuts? I'll pay for it. I... I have an advance for a book deal that I'm never going to write. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's fair. I need to think about if there's any particular flowers that could... Uh, but fuck, I don't really understand it. Uh, maybe you could let me take a look at it again? Here. She puts all the mini bouquets of flowers in one arm. Some fall to the ground as she reaches in her giant bag and hands you the ritual. Yeah, if we could just find some moonflowers or something. Maybe we could use herbs? I don't know. You're the expert on this stuff. I just did what the paper said. Yeah, I know, but, uh, you know, I just, I work at the library. I know a little bit, but shit, I mean, usually nothing really happens. It's just like little things, kind of like, you know, s subtle mood changes and shit. It, I don't know what you did, Nat, but something's fucked here. And uh, I don't know if Loblaws is going to fix it for us this time. It's the one Canadian grocery store I know. I just, you know, my, my four references. I was like, what's Loblaws? A Loblog? <laughs> oh, God. Obviously, I know Loblaws, our local grocery store. You don't have to keep saying the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Linny, this is real magic. You made this happen, okay? Come to terms with the fact that you have helped a man be resurrected, and now it is our job to keep him alive. And then S Natasha turns slowly to the store clerk as she's standing at the checkout. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get back over there and then try to drive back to the lamppost. Okay. Yeah, you make your way back there with your <laughs> backseat full of flowers. And so you're basically going back to the lamppost and tying every kind of flower you can think of to this thing. It's got to work. It's got to work. Help me out, Lenny. Hold your finger there. Yeah, I got it. Uh, shit, are they dying? <laughs> they are indeed dying. And as if all that weren't bad enough, you do notice something else as well. Since you went off to the grocery store and came back, the lamppost itself looks subtly different. There are little kind of nodules or knobs, these little protrusions all the way up the lamppost, all the way up to the top, which weren't there before. Fuck. If we try to pull on one, does it come off? No, it's, it's like a little bumper in, in the metal. What's going on? Can it be climbed? 
it doesn't make it any easier to climb. I mean, you can still climb it like you would a lamppost. Now, they're little bumps about maybe an inch across. But just hard metal. Yeah, almost like rivets or something. You said they're too round. Any, have you ever come across this in any of your reading? No, I don't think so. I'm, he's looking around like, uh, are we at the right lamppost? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so, Scott, right? This doesn't feel familiar to, to Lenny. Not in the slightest. I'm going to try to, like, pick at the paint on one of the rivets. As you peel the paint off, you can make out something underneath. If you use your key or something to, to scrape it off a bit more, it's, it's a bit tough to do it with your nails. That's a good idea. You can see that there's almost like knotwork or something made of the metal. Actually, no, it's not knotwork, is it? Looking at it, it looks it looks almost like a bud. Natasha is catching all the paint chips and putting them into her bag, just in case. There's a... Uh, I think something's growing out of the lamppost, Nat. Uh, he's like reading the paper that she gave him frantically. I don't I don't think this is supposed to happen. Uh, did we buy any lilies? Uh, we might need to... Here, here's some lilies. We need to reset, Nat. You, you gotta pick somebody else. Same thing. F- find something they love, tie it to the lilies, do the whole thing again, whatever the, whatever it says. See? Somebody else? Yeah, just... Lenny, this turned my whole world upside down. There, there is a person who I made disappear, and even though... No one else remembers. They're not the same. They are changed. You want me to do that again to someone I love? Well, it's it's going to be them or it's going to be going to be Jeremy. I need Jeremy. I can't. Yeah. I can't go on without him. I can't. Well, I don't want to be alone. All right. Well, let's rule out Evie. That's your sister. That's too much. Uh, what, what about Richard? Do you have an affinity for him at all? I mean, I, I know nobody really likes him, but. Actually, people really like him, Lenny, except he doesn't like you. I think you're misinterpreting what the social dynamics here are. (laughs) But I really like Richard. I mean, he's always been such a good brother-in-law. He's always been thoughtful and remembered my birthday and such a good dad. But I can see where you're coming from. I think that maybe he's a good choice, I think is what I'm saying. I, I know you'd miss him, but I mean, it's... It's Richard and Jeremy. It's... We've gone this far. I mean, if the choices are losing Jeremy or losing Richard, I... I'm so sorry, Richard. I'll put these chips in his pocket when we get back. Yeah, you gotta... It should be easy enough to get some... Something to tie to the lilies and then... I I don't know if it's gonna work again. I just... I, I need to get that out there. It has to work again, Lenny. It has to work. All right, let's do it. Whatever you need, Nat, you know, I've got your back on this. Uh, I feel partly to blame. (laughs) She holds back one bouquet of lilies and keeps them with her, taking the purse with the paint chips. Could we pull on that bud that was exposed? I mean, you can try, but it's made of metal, but it's it's difficult. But it looks like a flower bud? Yeah. So strange. Do you feel like we're messing with forces that are not ours to to control? Yes, uh, but 
we have to control them because we started this whole thing in motion, Nat. It's our responsibility to preserve Jeremy. Okay. Well, once this is done and two years have passed, I'll help you with a spell to find you a date if you want. Yeah, I haven't had a lot of success with that. That one's a little trickier than this one, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've been talking to the great horned god. I think maybe in a couple of years we'll get there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she gets back in the car. And are you heading back to the Ockley residence? Yeah. Yeah. Paint chips in purse. Now, meanwhile, back at the Ockley residence, you'd had that examination of the photographs, gone outside found the soccer ball on the lawn. At the same time, obviously, Natasha and Lenny have been gone for quite some time at this stage. Must be at least half an hour. Can I text Nat? Mm. Hey, what's up? Where are you? Heading back now. Mm-mm, juicy marble steaks. Gonna be great. <laughs> Everything okay? So good. Everything's gonna be perfect. She stares at that response for a little while on the phone. Kind of shakes her head, puts the phone away. Uh, I think walks over to Jeremy. Is Richard still inside Googling? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Deep down the rabbit hole. As Evelyn looks up from the phone after having texted Nat, that soccer ball is over by the flower bed again. She's going to walk over to it. She's going to pick it up and she like just, again, throw it back over the fence. Maybe a different fence this time. Just throw it out of this yard. Sure. Evie, how many soccer balls are in this yard? There's no, there's, I don't know, okay? I didn't know about those two, so I don't know. I'm going to go back where I put the other one. Is it still there? It's not there. Oh, it's not there. Evie, can we talk for a minute? Yeah, we just, we got to be quick about it, okay? I don't know when Richard's going to come back out. Yeah, I understand. It's just, I feel like you haven't even said one word to me since I've been here. I, I don't know what to say and also you know it's a little tough with everyone here i understand it's just you know uh nat will barely even talk to me and now you will barely even talk to me and i don't even know what to do anymore i'm sorry i'm yeah i'm sorry uh, she reaches out and kind of like takes his hand i'm i i didn't mean to uh to ignore you i'm sorry i've just i've got just a lot on my mind listen maybe sometime you know, you and I can go grab a cup of coffee and maybe just talk for a little bit. I, there's a yeah. Tim Hortons around the corner. I, I know I'm there every day because as a Canadian, it's my civic duty. <laughs> you have to wash down that poutine. <laughs> and seriously, Evie, what's the story on the soccer balls? I I don't know. I don't know. I th maybe someone's... Evie, there was blood. There was blood on the soccer ball. And then I think immediately she, like, remembers that, too. There might have been a moment where she just kind of was trying to ignore it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know where they're coming from. I'll, I'll, um, I'll see if the Andersons are... I'll see what's up with their kid. Uh, and she'll shoot a text off to them, too. Maybe he got hurt. I don't know. You get a text back a few minutes later saying that... Around at Stevie's mom's house, so it's not their kid. Also, their kid's 27. <laughs> <laughs> He's off at university. Yeah. 
I don't I don't know what's up with the soccer balls. All right. I don't know what's up with with Nat. What was what's going on between you two? I did. I, I don't even know. I mean, I mean, I I love her. But I mean, it's like I'm not even here. All the time. Something just feels so off, so weird, and I feel like nobody's, everybody's seeing it and no one's acknowledging it. I d- As you're saying that, he's flipping a steak made out of a hot dog. No, <laughs> I, I agree. Things, things seem off. Things just seem really weird and wrong. So very wrong. And with that, let's cut up to Richard, who's in the home office doing a bit of uh, googling about spirit photography and the like a bit is an understatement he's just (laughs) there are 30 tabs open (laughs) while you're looking through all these things and basically getting nowhere with it you're half aware that out the window beside you which looks out over the front of the house you have noticed what looks like the same man walking backwards and forwards a few times out there Perhaps it didn't quite register at first, but there just seemed to be something odd going on out there, and you looked around for a moment away from the computer, and you can see that, yeah, there is someone you don't recognise who's going out around the neighbourhood, going from yard to yard, front yard to front yard. This man in what looks like quite a nice suit. You think he's wearing a tie, you can't quite see from here. Fairly neatly cut, greyish hair, clean-shaven. But what looks really unusual is the fact that he's going around looking down at something. And from where you are, yeah, it looks like he's walking up and down the street looking at a compass. What the? (sighs) Okay. I'm going to get up, walk out the front door. Okay. And... See if I can catch him. He stops as he sees you come out. Hey there. And he looks up at you and he says, Oh, hello there, sir. Uh, can I help you? Well, I don't know. He's got a, a fairly cut-glass English accent. He walks over towards you and he's tapping the side of this this compass. Sighs a bit. Uh, is, that, is that your house? Yeah. Ah, right. And then he walks over and just walks in through your front door. What the- <laughs> Excuse me? Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I will f- follow after him. What, Sir, <laughs> sir, you cannot walk into my house. Evelyn and Jeremy can hear these raised voices coming from inside. And there is a stranger who's just walked out onto the patio, this man in a suit who's holding this thing that looks like a compass in his hand and is looking around and taps it a bit and then looks at you. Oh, right. There you are. At me? Yes. He looks around at Evelyn and then at at Richard, as I'm sure he's running out onto the patio. Says, which one of you is responsible for this? For what? For the stakes, that would be me. For him being here. Um, Richard, is this a friend of yours? No, this is Jeremy. He was invited here. We are responsible for that. You were not invited. You need to leave. I will call. 
I will leave in a moment, but please bear with me. So, which one of you fancies yourself a necromancer? I think Evelyn, like, snaps into, as a psychiatric nurse, she snaps into, like, oh, okay, this guy's working through some stuff. Uh, and so she'll go over to him and she'll kind of put a hand on his shoulder. Oh, sir, um, you seem a little confused. Uh, yeah, these are just hot dogs. <laughs> as you do that, standing beside him and looking at him, you can see what's in his hand now. It does actually look like a compass, but instead of a needle on there, there is what looks like a bone. Actually, no, it's a, a skeletal human finger that's moving backwards and forwards on a on a pin, and it's pointing directly at Jeremy. What is that? This is one of the tools of the trade. You see, who else would be responsible for bringing this man back from the dead? If it's not one of you two. Back from the what? There's a lot of it going around at the moment. I don't know what's happening. Someone has done something very stupid. And unfortunately, it's my job to try to resolve this situation. It's not a very pleasant job. But you do understand that there is a natural order to these things. And... What is dead really needs to stay dead. There are very bad consequences if this does not happen. And unfortunately, sir, he says, looking at Jeremy, you do have to go back to being dead. Otherwise, things are going to get very unpleasant. Whoa, 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 whoa. That sounds like a threat to me. You need to leave. Listen, friend, friend, everyone, everyone. Hey, let's all just calm down. I think I understand what's happening here, friend. Why don't you and I, uh, we'll go take a little drive. I have some friends that you can talk to. No, no. Look, I'm sorry. <sighs> perhaps, perhaps a little demonstration is not in order. Uh, so, uh, can you do me a favor? And that barbecue fork there, can you take it and jam it as hard as possible into your right thigh? All right there, okay. buddy. All um, right there, buddy. No. Let's just let's just head on out nice and quiet. Everything'll be fine. I need to make a dice roll. Oh boy. It's an 18. That's a low number. I don't feel good about what just happened. <laughs> Without even realizing that you're doing it, the next thing you know, you've taken the barbecue fork and you've rammed it as hard as you can into your right thigh. Your legs buckled. There's blood spurting down onto the ground. Jeremy! And you need to make a uh, rank five unnatural check. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, Evie runs over to his side. <laughs> I rolled a 43 under 50 for my mind. Okay, so you do get a hard notch in unnatural, and you are not freaking out. You're holding it together at the moment. Interesting choice by me. Though you are quite badly hurt from just having this stabbed into your leg. This is hurting a lot. It's clearly done some real damage to your leg. Evie had just run over to Jeremy, did you say? Yeah, and Jeremy's not freaking out. Evie's freaking out a little bit uh, yeah. and is like trying to tend to the wound. Um, why did you do that? It doesn't look like it's hit the femoral artery, but there's, there is a significant amount of blood coming out. And I think Richard, not really understanding what just happened, is going to assume that it was this guy, and he's going to shove the guy back and say, Whoa, you step back! What the fuck? 
He steps back and he reaches into his jacket and pulls out a silenced pistol. He says, Look, I'm having a bit of a day here, sir. I have a lot of people I need to kill today, and to be honest, I'm short of ammunition. I would cheerfully, under other circumstances, shoot each of you in the head right now. But, as I said, as someone has been very silly and I have a lot of these situations to resolve, why don't you just do me a little favour, find out why this man is back from the dead, resolve it, and then I won't need to come back and kill anyone. How about that? Would that suit everyone? Good. I'm glad we had this conversation. If you'll excuse me, I have people to see and, well, people to kill. Is he walking away now? Oh, yes. All right, Jeremy has whipped out his phone and he's snapping photos of this guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he is sending them to his buddies at the police station, saying they need to put out like an all points bulletin for this guy that he is making violent threats against potentially we have a potential like mass shooter on our hands. Oh yeah, absolutely. It may take you a little while to do that because at the moment you're getting first aid for what is really quite a nasty wound in your thigh. Sure. Christ, Jeremy, just hold fucking still. I just, you, I'm fine. Evie, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. You're not fine. You're bleeding. We have a lunatic running around the neighborhood. We need to take care of that. My leg will be fine. And you're not going to be able to take care of it if you lose if you lose enough blood. Just hold still. Uh, I think she's like grabbing like towels, whatever is like close by and trying to, yeah, staunch the, yeah. Jeremy, what should I do? Should I call whatever's Canadian for 911 or? Listen, call Jimmy up at the, up at the station Tell him what happened. Tell him I'm here, but we need to get cars down here, like ASAP. They need to be here yesterday. All right. I'll get that number from you and start making that call. Okay, you can do that. Meanwhile, Natasha and Lenny are driving back to the Oxley house. And as you do so, you can see that there's a big black Mercedes that's just pulling out that was parked just opposite the Ockley house and is pulling out and driving away. Do you know anyone who drives a car that nice? No, I don't. Uh, did they invite somebody else? They didn't tell me. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, look, I think what you've got to do, they're, they're probably distracted in the backyard. Just run in, go to Richard's room, grab something, and we go straight back to the lamppost. I can't just be anything. It's got to be something meaningful to him. Something key to his identity. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he, his personality's so hollow, I can't even think of one thing that would... <laughs> I'll check his office. He loves his career. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe... Maybe he's gotten an award or something for his journalism. Yeah, if he had, he'd probably talk about it all the time. Well, he frames up every fucking article he publishes. Maybe just grab one of those. <laughs> oh, that's right. He wrote that one about um, uh, the the children rescued from the bus accident. That was a good one. Yeah, I'll give him credit for that one. Okay. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good idea. Let's do it. All right, I'll, I'll cover for you. So I'll just kind of keep watch on the first floor. If anybody comes inside... Well, I'm just distracting kind of the way I am, so I don't think I need to really be effortful. Yeah, that's plenty. Just be normal you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a plan. 
as Richard is on the phone trying to get through to this police contact, you can hear the front door open and people coming in quietly. I, I tiptoe behind Lenny and I dash into the office hoping to not be seen by anyone in the hallway. Okay. Get in the back. Jeremy's been stabbed. By Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) Just as Natasha's heading up to the office, you hear Richard saying Jeremy's been stabbed. Uh, Oh, shit. She is so torn. Um, This is her chance to grab something. She has to act quickly if she's going to keep Jeremy alive. And yet, what could that mean? Uh, She doesn't know it's his leg, so... Mm. Yeah, she'll she'll run to where she last saw Jeremy. You head out to the patio and there's Richard on the phone. There's Evelyn tending to uh, Jeremy, who's, who's sitting down on the patio, blood soaked into his pant leg, and there's blood all over uh, the patio. She shoves Richard out of the way. <gasps> oh, Jeremy, what happened, sweetheart? Are you okay? Oh, my God. She starts kissing his face. I'm fine, honey. I'm fine. So sorry. So sorry. We had a, a a visitor here, but we've called the station. They're going to send some cars down. They're going to find this guy. Rich is still trying to get through to the right person at the moment. Uh, he's trying to get through to, to your partner. Freaking bureaucracy. I mean, this is Sunday. It's taking a bit of time to, to get through to the right person. Yeah. Well, Richard's there pacing backwards and forwards on the phone, getting shunted from number to number. You can see that the the photos on the wall are looking even more distinct now. And as you're listening to hold music, you're looking at that photograph of the Magic Kingdom again. And that shape that's between you and Evelyn... That's not just a discoloration anymore. That's a child. That's a little boy between the two of you holding both of your hands. Do I recognize him? You've got that that ability, that eidetic memory ability. And and looking Mm -hmm. at this, yeah, you don't need to make a roll then. Looking at this, there's... You can't quite put all the details together. But there is a name. There's a name that's just there in the back of your mind, scratching away like a small animal, just there trying to get your attention. And that name is Simon. I'm going to hang up the phone and run out to the back, to the patio. Is anybody coming? Simon. Simon, who's who's Simon? And as, as Evie hears that, yeah, you know, you know that name as well. And as you're saying, as you're saying who's Simon, from somewhere inside the house. You hear the sound of a child's laughter. (laughs) Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content and special programming, please join our wolf pack at patreon.com slash ain't slade or subscribe to ain't slade nobody plus at apple podcasts nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber see our show notes for full credits and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers thank you and good luck out there